Welcome back to the SC Heartback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another off-season pod. Again, sticking with the team picker. Came out yesterday. Been on it quite a bit today. But today, I want to talk about the dual position. So we touched on it yesterday. There's quite a few dual positions that have been removed. But just how dire is it? Uh, do we have options? And what is it compared to last year? So let's jump right into it. You guys can see if you are watching on YouTube. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about it as well for the podcast. So we're at the hookers right now. On the filter, let's just go straight to DDP, DPP only. So there's only seven hookers uh, that are eligible with a jewel this year. So only two have an average over 40 from last season, that being Phoenix Crossland and Ray Stone. Two guys you think would probably be off the bench this year. So hookers very dire. There's no one over 50, two over 40. They're both off the bench this year. The other options, Havili, Grant, Garlic, Lawton, Watson, bench at best so i think for hooker this year with the jewels we're probably not going to get anyone uh we're hoping maybe for a round six round 12 update there but hooker's looking pretty big it looks like if you're gonna pick a hooker he's gonna be a genuine out and out hooker i don't think any of these guys maybe crossland in a deep league uh yes hope that maybe he can get that starting spot but yeah especially for classic for draft there's no one at hooker in the ddp situation let's go to front row forward 35 players have dual for the front row forward. Now, to put it into a bit of context, only 14 of those 35 averaged over 40 points last season. So quite a bit of a dip, and only seven of those were over 50. So as you can see here, we've got our top our top seven here that average over 50. So obviously Tino is the dual. You have Mitch Barnett, Jack DeBellin, Jake Trojevic, Ruben Cotter, Nelson Osofa Solomona, and Alex Twal. So look, I do think these guys in different points in the draft will be a bit of commodities. I think Tino, been saying it all year, I think this is a first-round guy, especially now that uh, a couple of these key guys have lost their jewel. I think Barnett and DeBellin are going to be very nice mid-round picks. And then Travojevic, Cotter, Nelson, and even Twow towards the end of the draft. I think those guys will have some value. Um, having a 50, over, uh, 50 averaging player that can switch between those two positions. Uh, so I do suspect those guys... Um, to feature prominently in some draft leagues. Let's go to the 2RF. 52 players. So this is the the biggest position. Out of those 52, 21 averaged over 40, and only 10 averaged over 50. So again, you look at it. Tino is the jewel. Barnett, DeBellin, they were already spoken about in the front row forwards. Tyron Peachy maybe won't get in first grade this season. We'll have to look at that. Jack Bird, always a bit of an injury risk. Dylan Lucas potentially won't get into... Uh, first grade there. Then you got Jake Jarojevic, Ruben Cotter um, with Nelson and Twal. So again, very similar guys. So those seven guys we spent on the last one, they're going to be really the cream of the crop. Jack Bird's a bit of a wild card. Um, is he going to play edge? Is he going to play center? He's also got that CTW2RF that we all love. So Jack Bird might be a bit of a reach in some leagues just because they want to try and grab that. The halfbacks. 12 halfback duels. Out of those 12, six averaged over 40 last year, only three over 50. And as you can see there, the, the three key ones in this position, Matt Burton, Luke Brooks, Luke Keery. A couple of guys that won't feature, Jonah Pazette, Jock Madden, uh, Drew Hutchison there as well. Braden Trindle and Jaden Sullivan are interesting ones. I think they will be uh, some options as we go forward. Then you've got Milford, Wishart, Atkinson, and then Aiden Caesar. So again, not really much besides Burton and Brooks. I think there will be a bit of Kiri love this year with depending on how the Roosters go. But I really do think Burton and Brooks is the cream of the crop there. 
Moving in a 5-8, this is the one I wanted to talk about because we're always trying to find that 5-8 position, what we can do with it. 19 jewels available, 11 averaged over 40. But let's look at the true picture here. Just going down the list here. So Cody Nicarima, probably bench at best. Burden, Brooks, and Kiri, those guys will start. Dane Laurie, Jonah Pazette, Jock Madden, maybe not first grade. Phoenix Crossland, Jaden Campbell, bench at best. Braden Trindle, starting Dylan Walker, bench. So it's really only three guys that are going to be starting. The rest of these guys are going to be either reserve grade or off the bench. So 5'8 is looking pretty dire for the jewels. So like I said, I think there will be a bit of interest on Matt Burton, Luke Brooks, and Luke here. I think they will rise up in my next power rankings only because you got guys that can average mid-50s to high-60s, sorry, mid-50s to high-50s um, that you can get and obviously share that jewel around. CTW, only 30. Uh, pretty surprised at, num at that number. 17 that averaged over 40 last season, 10 over 50. So let's go through these guys. Is there any value here? So Suafar Longo, obviously played the one game there. So let's throw his average out. He may get a bench spot. Ruben Garrick, definite starter. Nick Meany, should be a starter, not sure. Uh, Hamiso, definite starter. Kula, definite starter. Peachy, again, maybe not, won't play. Jack Bird, Injury risk, but he will play. Dylan Lucas, not sure. Jordan Rapana will play last season. And then Hayes Perham, unsure that's going to happen there. So really does show you that there isn't a lot of value in the CTW jewels this year. There's no one really screaming. If Dylan Lucas gets a starting edge spot, if Jack Bird can stay healthy on that edge, there's two. There's not much else. I think Ruben Garrick, I had him at number 13 in the latest ranking, exactly where I think he'll go. He'll be right on the cusp of that first round that ctw fullback averaging 70 uh money i think hamiso is going to be another one this year but we'll get to that in a minute and then the fullbacks 23 fullbacks have a dual eligibility 15 average over 40 last season with nine over 50 again it's a mixture you got guys like cody nicarima dan laurie who won't play you guys like nick meany far longer not sure what positions they're going to roll with then you got guys like rapana cooler hamiso and garrick so it really does show you that the jewels issue, obviously they started being pretty strict with it last year preseason. There was a couple just before the season started that they got added and then every six rounds, obviously. So I think once again, they've stripped it all back and gone, we'll add in if we need to. And it's making it pretty tough, especially for drafts to confirm the value of some of these players. But then in classic, wanting that flexibility uh, obviously may not be there uh, this season. So who are the top five jewels? I think it's a pretty clear-cut top five. I think Tino is the number one just because you can lock in 70 in your front row forward to RF spot. I think Garrick and Hamisa at the fullback CTW spots. Garrick especially to me is someone who uh, there's might be a real case now you can put him in the first round with that jewel. Uh, and then you've got the two 5'8s halfbacks, Matt Burton and Luke Brooks. So Normally in the drafts, there's always that couple of guys that have dual that go a little bit higher than they should just because of that flexibility. And I really think there's going to be a very big price commodity on these guys this year. Like I said, I think Tino was already a first rounder. This really solidifies he can't fall past the second round. Same with Ruben Garrick. I had Brooks and Burden tapped around round five, round six. I think they probably shot up into round three, round four now. Uh, and then you've got a guy like Hamiso who I think is a real fan favorite anyway, but I think he can be a very big candidate to get uh, overdrafted this year. He'll he'll do well, don't get me wrong. He'll probably get around that 60 mark, but 
I just think that, yeah, there's a lot of potential for some reaching because there's, as you can see, there's not many of them, you know, when you kind of flick through guys like Crossland and Cody Nicarima are guys that top those charts, but they won't be there. Guys like Jonah Pazette, Jock Madden, not going to get a start in first grade. Dane Laurie, Farlongo, Meany, not sure if they're going to get a start. Then you've got obviously the two wild cards in this dual race is Jack Bird, Dylan Lucas, two genuine guys that could start on the edge. Um, I will mention one and I will put another version out of my uh, team picker tomorrow. But if we can scroll down here into the CTWs, uh, I really don't mind Jamin Salmon at 317, 2RF CTW. If he can somehow get a spot in this roster now, you'd think that back line's pretty set, uh, the back row is pretty set between Kikau, Preston, and Curran. But something tells me that uh, Jamin Salmon is coming over there for a bit of a purpose, and if he can get 40-45 potentially on an edge somewhere, uh, spilling through the middle, feeling an injury in the centers. My bit of bit of value in Jamin Salmon. So it's one that I'm definitely targeting. 317 can flick between this ETW 2RF. I don't mind that. So one to keep an eye on there. But again, I will come out tomorrow with the first completed version. I have made it uh, and I'm pretty happy with it. So I'll share that with you guys tomorrow so you can see some of the guys I'm thinking, some of the position groups uh, early on here, pre-Christmas 2023 that I'm, looking to maybe throw away to start the season because, as we said yesterday, there's going to be some guns that you want to get in no matter what to hold season long, uh, and I haven't really moved off that. So we'll be back into that one tomorrow. But that's the jewels. Like I said, it's pretty interesting where there's not many of them this year, so I think those five, six really, really nice ones will just have to go early in your drafts. I think if you're going to get a guy like Tito and Garrick, it's going to cost you a second-round pick, unfortunately. And, you know, Burton and Brooks, you hope to get a little bit of value on this season don't think you will so we'll leave it there the state of the jewels obviously they will update this i think one more time before the season potentially uh and really think that we need it because like i said just look at the guys averaging over 40 and average 50 guys who are going to get starting spots this season might be looking a bit bleak but we'll be back tomorrow guys with the team picker and we'll obviously go through uh going to start going through each position just in terms of their prices who's overpriced great price low price just to kind of start bundling it up now and get some of those thoughts out as well. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great day and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.